Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast, the 1900 Hot Dog Comedy Humor website. Uh, I'm Sean Baby from the internet. Uh, with me uh, is my co-worker, the, the crack legend. Thank you for joining us, Robert Brockway. <laughs> I, I, I'm preferring Robert of Brockway lately. I'm just trying to keep it classic. Okay. Very fancy. Now, um, our other guest today, our other co-writer... A regular on the site, and now a, a regular weekly columnist on One Hundred Hot Dog, Lydia Bug. Welcome, Liddy. Yay! Thank you for having me. Oh shit! That was it's the announcement. A real pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's official. <laughs> I I like I like to be announced like that, just very casual. Like, hey, it's Lydia. You know. She she's here all the time now. Um, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deal with it. <laughs> but, and suck it. <laughs> yeah, that's more. I, suck it is more my energy. Fantastic. So, so we want to start the show uh, a new way. Uh, I want to talk about uh, something that's very important to me, which is us and myself. And so our new feature is we're going to kind of check in with the things we've been doing on the website to, to, you know, mostly talk about how great we are and how funny we are and what it's like behind the scenes of comedy geniuses like us. So Brockway, why don't, why don't you get started? Uh, since the last podcast, I know the Dark Dungeons has gone live and I'm sure a couple more will come out before we put this on the internet but i do want to talk about that one because that's a pretty fantastic article yeah the dark dungeons was was fun to write it's one of those things that kind of everybody in our circle already knows about so it's it's weird on the one hand to write about it right like jack chick i think someone even mentioned like it was low-hanging fruit which i have absolutely no problem with but it's like this thing that i really wanted you to break the seal on because like jack chick tracks are uh I don't know, so amazingly funny and and such a a, a strange part of our world that has just existed for, what, like 40 years now? And we just fucking allow it? They're they're like an iconic part of weird media. (laughs) Right. It's it's low-hanging fruit from 20 years ago, though. It's like rotten low-hanging fruit that everybody has walked by so many times already that bringing it back up was like a surprising amount of our audience was like, this is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, this is forgotten so we, how crazy this was. Yeah, or you were well, just I mean, like too whole, young. Like somebody whole, handed you like, this as a baby and you couldn't fully appreciate it. Yeah, can you imagine getting that like sincerely as a child? Like it would have blown my mind. Like so much of what we write about on the site I had as a kid. And it was kind of weird to me as a kid. And then it hits me like, oh my God, did my grandpa on my seventh birthday give me a karate video where like dudes were standing on samurai swords and putting motorcycle spokes through their arms? You know, like that's... I'm assuming that really happened. Yes, it 100% really happened. It's, it's uh, too specifically scarring to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Master Don Giacobbe, karate uh, trance master. Now, the premise of that video was that. Oh, I don't, I don't back like in the that day, title. That's a real <laughs> worrisome <laughs> title. <laughs> he takes it in weird directions. Karate too, is already a because... red flag, and then trance master is just. You're yeah. under Ugh. arrest right away. <laughs> yeah. When, when you see him close his eyes, something just terrible is going to happen to him or others. But what his thing was is um, karate was invented back before bandages were. That's the premise of what he's saying. I don't and think so, that's true. I feel like bandages were like the first, the first thing invented. Yeah, you could put right? a leaf. That's you the... could put a leaf on stuff like real early in the timeline. I'm pretty hold, sure hold the first leaf fell because of karate. So again, point for karate, zero points for logic and reason. So he puts himself in these karate trances because back in the day, like uh, like a warrior couldn't like bandage a wound, he had to like do a karate trance to heal his body. So he does this and he, he forms like sort of an invincible liquid shell around, I guess his blood vessels. And then they just kind of mutilate him. Like they'll like karate make him jump up and down on broken glass. Yeah, Like 
because normally if you stick I don't like a, karate a liquid through your arm, I don't like any of this <laughs> It sounds like such a bad idea. Like, it sounds like something someone wrote to lure someone else into, like, getting injured and then just sitting still for a really long is, time so they that, can be finished definitely, off. That would make more sense. Definitely yeah. something yeah, I would more say than... to trick my brother into letting me kick him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, you just go into a trend. There's karate liquid that's going to just surround your testicles yeah. and uh, it will it be completely hurt. fine. And you can't tell mom <laughs> uh, or the trance won't work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So anyway, I'm just saying I watched that video as a kid and it just hit me like when I was 17 or 18, like, oh my God, holy shit, this is crazy. And I feel like that's what a Jack Chick track is for, for like whatever Christian kid got these. Yeah. And again, you who were... knows if like these are actually get, getting in the hands of real Christians? Like, it, oh, I had, it feels I had like one. this hits the ground as a joke. And you were giving it to, to you by like a, <laughs> I, a pastor or something? Well, no, I found it in a bathroom. It was like in the Midwest, hmm. they just like leave those around in like restaurant bathrooms and stuff so you can find them and like hopefully save your soul and uh i I distinctly remember finding one in an applebee's when i worked there as a hostess in college and being like what is this like and that wasn't i mean that was like 10 years ago or something but it wasn't that Mm -hmm. long ago you know Oh, they're still but going, huh? I haven't seen one in so save long. Your soul? Maybe, I don't know, maybe has someone found a bunch of, of vintage ones and was like, I'm going to put these in the Applebee's bathroom and save some people or something. I don't know. They probably were reading it and got raptured is like the most logical explanation, I think. See, I think they're yeah. like savior traps. Like you put them where people most need saving, like an Applebee's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was a good location for yeah, it. Yeah, sure. see, somebody, I, I got first exposed to them on the bus, which, you know, first exposed to a lot of things on the bus, but... uh. Mm, that's that sounds like an erotic story <laughs> yeah, erotic and terrifying and also diseases it can be it can be all sorts of things but uh yeah somebody always left tick tracks on my very long bus ride out of downtown portland and so i would find them and it would just it would make my day it would make my commute to work like i yeah. was really hoping that there would be one i would try to keep an eye out for like spare ones sitting on the seat because that's usually they just throw them on the seat and leave or something i'd sit down and i'd, I'd read them being i love that that's part of it that you just have to find them in the wild too. oh yeah like no one's ever purchased one and given one to someone or like intentionally given one to someone they just appear yeah like if you go on amazon can you just like do you buy them by the hundreds like can you just buy one i imagine you could from a collector or something but they're like little collectibles that you have to to 100 after you beat the game it's got a, it's a reason to wander around the world. I also like them because the, the, the depth of the crazy just goes on forever. And, uh, and the thing about having like that type of like God based certainty and also being just fucking wrong all the time is it Completely creates these like, to wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just like how in one book it's like, this is the, the certainty of the universe. And the next book, something totally different that contradicts it. And they're like, they don't see a problem with it. And I just, I like that type of world building to just constantly remind you that the person who made this is fucking batshit insane, but can't be fixed. Like this, their certainty of the universe is is ironclad. Tying and, uh, tying this back around, somebody in the comments popped in and said that the uh, the guy at the end, uh, the perm preacher that wants to help them burn all of the evil books uh, at the end of Dark right. Dungeon, was was a real guy and like a friend oh. of, of Jack Chick and. Uh, he was, oh shit, I've already forgotten it. He got in trouble for something. I mean, they always get in trouble for something. He was under arrest for something. Right. Uh, I'm assuming culty and sexual in nature, and he died Safe in an insane asylum. And to tie it back around, he taught karate. <laughs> oh, never never trust perfect. karate. Oh, that was beautiful. 
Anyway, I'm, I'm really glad you broke the seal on Jack Chick. If, if we had a website that just uh, analyzed Jack Chick tracks, I think I'd be pretty happy. That is, that could be like, maybe we do a theme year one year and just yeah, every day. We do a theme Jack Chick. <laughs> and I feel bad because I was about to say, can you imagine if you were immortalized as the perm priest in the Jack Chick track? Like, what could be worse than that? And then you were like, and then he died. Yeah, and his real life, life. His re- his regular real fucking life is much, much he, well, he worse. He was one-upping himself right till the end, which is the goal of every great artist. <laughs> I like how if, if you looked at that book and said, like, I bet this guy, if he was real, would fucking die in an insane asylum for sex crimes. After and karate. After karate, yeah. I bet he does karate, too. He just looks, he's got that karate yeah. look that I don't trust. <laughs> the, the thing about karate eyes. is that if you do it in a trance, like, you can't be hurt. Like, you could try this at home. Just, you could stand on some swords. It's great. That's, that's level one. Anyway. That's your intro. Try that first thing. <laughs> I will eventually do this video on, uh, on the well, site. you have to uh, now. Because it's... I'm thoroughly yeah, intrigued. This I, is I better than anything you're going to talk about. That's <laughs> true. It's a real classic. Uh, I want to talk about one that we did together, though. Because uh, we do, every month, of course, we do a team working day. And... Uh, I think this one we were kind of like waffling on a lot of ideas and we were, we were trying to decide what to do and just kind of on a wild card, like fucking hours before we were supposed to like get started. I was like, what about this show Photon? They created like this whole universe of like hacky garbage toy show book. It's just laser tag. And then someone said, what if this is a show? And they made just probably about as bad as you could make. Like if someone said, here's the idea, you're shooting someone else with lasers. Like they fucked it up pretty bad. Yeah, it's amazing how, like, simple that premise was supposed to be. Like, okay, you're right. shooting in lasers. I, I don't know. Maybe it's in space or something. And then they were like, and free reign like after it, that, like right? <laughs> Full creative control after that, right? Because I've got, I've got this comic. It's about a talking pile of shit and uh, a rape druid. And I just... Hold on. Stand back. My eyeballs are turning into dollar signs. <laughs> It was it was such a complicated way to try to sell that to children, and like no child would like any part of that show or lore afterwards. You're just none of it's cool. It's all just strange and off putting. I did mention this in the article, and people might have thought I was kidding, but like we just completely picked an episode at random. Like I, I got all the episodes, and I was like, let's watch this one, and it opens with the girl from the team like getting nuked by rose mist and passing out and. The first person to come upon her is like a full on like creep who's like, Ugh. and it plays Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely? Oh, God. Like fucking uh, which, all of the song while he ogles her. So it's like a it solid had to cost two like, minutes yeah. of just no. the That's song. Fucking 15 grand. And, like, and this is a children's like, show? It was yeah. in, the, in wow. that, what, 1982, 81? Something early, early. Yeah, 80s. very early 80s. And uh, you yeah. were just allowed to do what the fuck ever, I guess, back then. I guess. Well, it. You know when you're watching a movie trailer and and it plays a song that very literally describes like what you're supposed to be thinking or feeling like I feel good or bad to the bone or you know whatever like it feels like that yeah, my like favorite someone's thing. like okay this yeah everyone loves it <laughs> everyone likes to be communicated to like they're a baby but like this dude walks up and the show needed the audience to know that he was into it right oh. so they pick isn't she lovely which is on the nose lyrically but. Of course, the song is about Stevie Wonder's newborn daughter. Yeah, on the nose yeah. lyrically so for just the chorus. For just a just the chorus. No, <laughs> just the chorus. Every other word outside of that chorus is just about his, is clearly about his infant daughter. And then he's just <laughs> thinking about, I fucking this girl to death. Well, Stevie Wonder right. plays a tender tune about how much he loves his daughter. And it's just, my God. And this is that 
depth of failure I was talking about, like from the concept, which is already bad, to the craftsmanship, which is just poor decision after poor decision, it comes together to create something that's just constantly beating you in the head with how bad it and is. And we really and, did um, pick that one randomly. The rest of the episode is no yeah. less, I mean, it's a little less insane, but it's also pretty insane that they just absolutely get demolished by roses. They never win a fight against the roses. The roses <laughs> yeah, they just, just burn their whole team to the ground. The hero just gives up yeah. and runs away from the roses, like panicking, tries to leave his team for dead. It shoots him in the helmet, which has a visor almost specifically designed to protect from, like, mist attacks. And he... It immediately gets in his eyes, right through the visor. He pulls away the visor and just runs in terror, leaving this girl to a fate worse than death. Clearly, well, I mean, this sounds like kids would love this show. Yeah, they. I think they'd really be into it. Keep in mind, all of this this madness. It's a, it's a fifteen minute show. This is a random right. episode we picked. It's in fifteen minutes they manage all of this. The episode, if you're wondering, it's called Deadly Thorns. Photon Deadly Thorns. Mm-hmm. You can dear God. If you think we're bluffing, it's on the YouTube. One of my favorite things is when uh, I love when like adults make who have never met a child make stuff for children. You can always mm-hmm. tell when it's like someone who's just like, ah, kids, they're stupid. They'll like right. this. It's almost exclusive. People that like shouldn't be making things for children are like, I'm going to make things for children. <laughs> yes. I, I have talked about this before because um, uh, as a parent, I, I have a child. And when she was very, very <laughs> small. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I have very fertile sperm. Just, just a little fact about me. I used to uh, watch TV with her, and the only thing that like really captivated her was the, the baby YouTube videos. And uh, I don't know if you've ever gone down that rabbit hole, but um, oh, God, they're yeah. just like CGI madness uh, from like Korea or Hungary, Hungary or whatever. And it'll just be like a spider walking into the blue water and coming out blue or coming out as a gorilla. And it's just that level of logic indefinitely. Like there's no shortage of these videos. Billions of hits. Uh, yeah, it's apparently every baby around the world watches these. Keeping like an entire Hungarian village alive. That is just the only thing that's keeping them going. <laughs> I obviously, um, I, I'm pretty responsible as a parent. I don't let her watch those for more than a couple minutes. But she would if I let her watch those all day long. Yeah, my, my cousin's kids at Christmas, I, I've seen watch those. And they were watching one where like it was a knockoff Spider-Man just getting into a car, driving mm-hmm. it into a wall, getting yep. out, and then getting into a different car and driving that car into a different wall for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and that'll lead to like... I would watch That'll that. lead to 50 other related videos of just different color Spider-Mans doing it on motorcycles and horses. And it, they all use the same like like assets. So you'll start seeing the same gorillas in different videos. And, right, you I just keep and trying like, it say, until I something sticks. I did watch it. I know he did it for 20 minutes because I sat with him and watched it. Like, wait, now he's in the mm-hmm. ambulance and he's going to run the ambulance into a wall? This is oh, dangerously oh irresponsible, knockoff Spider-Man. And they're just like meta tagged all the fuck with like educational learning, blah, blah, blah. So like YouTube thinks your kid is learning. And so it thinks it's doing a great job. And I'm sure that the executives of YouTube are like, we are very responsible. Look at all the educational videos that are being distributed. So back to Photon. There was a moment of escalated drama in that scene where the woman is clearly about to get like sex crime to death on this planet of, of death roses. And they needed to raise the stakes. So the, the bunny hops up to her, just a cute little bunny. And a rose leans down and grabs the bunny and just crushes it to death. And she freaks the fuck out as if like this now indicates danger. Whereas before she's like, this is pretty bad. But now it's like, oh my God, these things eat bunnies. This nice man is and just I, really into me. 
I mean, and if I were fun. a child and I saw that, I would cry. Right? Exactly. It would be very, it would be very scarring to watch a giant flower eat a, just eat a bunny. Yes. But here's what I think they should have done is not have the uh, the peril before the bunny. You know, I think if you're writing a show for kids and you think, I don't think the kids are going to understand how how doomed this this woman is. Let's add a dead bunny. I think maybe let's let's just put a pin in this and, and start the whole episode over with a different idea. If if this is for kids, maybe we take out the sex crimes. Maybe we take out the bunny crushing. I don't know. That's just as my that's how my brain works. I'm convinced it, that most people on this planet are not aware of the entire concept of a second draft. Like it's just right. your first draft, and if you fucked it up, god damn it! I can't believe I put the sex crimes in. I put the bunny in. I mean, we gotta go. I did it. I can't believe it. I did it. It's too late. We did 40 pages of the dangers of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I, I, we got to get this in the hands of impressionable kids to help them. It's like Coco, Coco Chanel says, you know, if you're before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take one thing off. Like take one very traumatic thing from the plot of your children's television show every time you do a draft and then you'll have a regular show. It should have been Isn't She Lovely? That's what should have gone that scenario keep the bunny God. yeah not only is that a, a better art note but it would save them fifteen thousand dollars would save them the entire budget of the show yes <laughs> that must have been expensive to get just to show that this so guy expensive. is sexually interested in this passed out right. woman and it went on for so, so long much there's more no way it was budget. like free use or anything they just locked themselves right out of any argument just like fucking committed they could have written their own and just been like do 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 she's pretty <laughs> and that would have been the same thing i love it <laughs> New theme song. He could have just held the camera on him for like six, seven minutes of him just going. <sighs> Which, to be fair, they did do. They just cut the sound. That's true. You could oh, see God. him doing that, though. Less, less is more. Is my point, Photon. But then uh, Photon went on to have like a, a series of novels based on the TV show, based on the laser tag game. Oh, Hollywood's what? such bullshit. Somebody, somebody got, somebody made a living God. off of this. Oh, it makes me so. So mad. it was written by a guy named uh, David Peters, and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, like it made me think." Peter David, the comic book writer, is just sort of a journeyman comic writer. I don't know if he did anything that's like groundbreaking. You know what I mean? There's no like I don't think animated movies based on his work, but um, he did X Factor, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was on X Factor, and we did Hulk and Aquaman and a lot yeah. of big names. Right, but he didn't make on Wikipedia. It says he didn't invent those characters. Right, I don't know if he's created anyone super famous. It, it, if he did, like, you know, tell us in the comments. Whatever the fuck. So uh, I went on Wikipedia and it said that it was Peter David and that this was a pen name. And so I did some more research and it seems like that might be true, but I didn't, like, definitively get that. It feels like it might have been a Wikipedia fact that got taken from there and put somewhere else. It's not like a ton of Photon material out there. So no, no scholarly work done on Photon other than, of course, what we did. I mean, if those were even close to full-length novels, he wrote, like, ten of them. That's... Several hundred thousand words about Photon. Yeah. Oh, God. He Yeah, he wrote, he wrote like, one of my favorite X-Factor. He wrote X-Factor Investigations, which is, like, a noir detective thing with Jamie Madreau. And oh. uh, it's really, really, really good. And I think I bought a book about how to write comics from him because I liked it so much. And he wrote this Photon show. He wrote too? the novelization. He wrote the, the novelization of this yeah. photo is that show, better or worse not, than writing i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna say much worse yeah it sounds worse <laughs> maybe he fixed the uh the stevie wonder problem though unless he transcribed the song word for word <laughs> okay good to know. nine pages of the book <laughs> stevie wonder lyrics an extra large type underlined 
So you get it. She struggled against the thorny vines. Isn't she lovely? Just seven minutes old. <laughs> oh, God. They're like, hey, we <laughs> so paid weird. for Isn't She Lovely? It's going in the book. Uh, we paid for it. Yeah, a lot of deals in music like that, you get like full licensing because there's just no way around it. You can't be like, hey, I want to play Isn't She Lovely just for like 10 seconds. Can I get that for 600 bucks? They're like, no, you have to fully license the song. And so then you kind of own Isn't She Lovely. You could put it in your book, probably. <laughs> you get your full money's worth. It. <laughs> it sounds, when you actually stop and make us talk about it, our site sounds really fucking strange. <laughs> it, I would almost say that's the point. <laughs> almost the point. <laughs> I've never had to stop and just really dissect what we do in a week. This is, this is a broad spectrum. No matter when I am in my career, it's always so difficult for me to explain what I do to like, like someone like my parents, someone like very square person. And like, I don't know if that's ever been more true than it is now when like trying to explain one nine hundred hot dog to someone. Because first of all, you have to explain it's not a phone number. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll be like, that's not, a, that's not enough numbers. Yeah, good job on that one, by the way. <laughs> you really fucked that up. <laughs> have you guys called one nine hundred hot dog to see if someone has it? It's not a number. It's well, one shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, Oh, duh. Yeah. Okay. I guess you Sorry. <laughs> it would be 1-900-HOT-DOUGH. Hot-DOUGH. Hot-DOUGH. Well, that's not enough either. Hot-DUG. Speaking hot of, dug is a it's number. pronounced Jamie Madro. Comics are one of those things where I like, read most of them when I was 11 and didn't share that experience. So, I, I in my head, I say Madrox. Oh, I say Madro because that's how I imagine like the French pronunciation of it would be, but I don't know if that's correct at all. I never talked to anyone about comics usually so except for when i write about them for 1900 hot dog well speaking as an outside source you both sound like nerds oh good <laughs> wait until you see my karate trance i'll shoot Not you nerd when you stab me it's it multiple man nothing. all right i just wanted to be cool yeah yeah we all know we're all nerds here <laughs> liddy i really enjoyed uh no bullshit i really enjoyed your last article uh the romance writer's phrase book oh so good oh Thanks. It was very funny, but also uh, it seemed to come from a world that I probably wouldn't have investigated. Like if I saw that book at Goodwill, I probably would have picked it up, but I'm not 100% certain. And so that's what I like about it is that you you found a thing that I can't imagine I would even find in my lifetime. And it was it was just magic. Like that book is fucking as crazy as anything we've written about and twice as moist. <laughs> oh, it's so moist. Yes, every page. Moist and musky. Like I had a, a section on mm. musky oh, too because it's... <laughs> yeah, it's, that was the whole thing. Was all the women were moist and all of the men were musky, and yeah. it, it it only got worse from there. And I I bought that book totally in earnest. I got a job writing romance novels for a company called Scribd, and just like you know, they they give you a topic. They're like, we want like a tropical romance, and then you pump one out in like a month. Uh, was that what it was? Oh, called? I wish I had. Yeah. I, I wish I had said pump one out there. Pump, yeah. one, pump <laughs> one out in a month. Pump one out. Malibu style. Lady book. <laughs> and I I'd never like written romance before, so I picked up that book and I was like, maybe this will help. And it, I opened it to like page one and I was Whoops. like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> oh God. Uh, and that's why I love that it came from like your experience. That, uh, that's uh, we needed that that vision. Yeah, we needed, needed that that third voice. <laughs> yes. yes. You're, you're writing yeah. to life. Because honestly, a lot of this stuff I write about. Uh, has been reverse engineered from madness. Like I'll sometimes go on Amazon and say like, I need a book about, I don't know, Christian clowning or, you know, karate 
plus something. I you you and, told me uh, that you buy all of your shit genius. like by just kind of looking for it, and I tried that, and I never found a single good thing. There's just an art that you have that cannot be it, I mean, it cannot a, be shared with the world. It is innate to you. It's a learned skill, I think. But uh, I do have. I just accumulated it uh, as a child and as a teenager, I guess. And uh, maybe maybe it is an art. I don't know. Maybe you have to be born with it. I don't know. I, I'm trying to learn how to do it now, you know, since I'm working for the site, and I I have a growing pile of things that my husband calls my Sean Baby hoard of books <laughs> and, like, movies and stuff that I'm just like, maybe I'll write about this someday. And, and the way I did it was I went to, like, a used bookstore in mm-hmm. my town and, like, just kind of browsed, and it ended up being somewhat effective, at least, because I found a book that you had already covered on the site. And I was oh, like... Yeah? What's, which it was, one did you find? I can't remember. It was the one that has, like, black and white pictures of a guy, like, breaking into a lady's house it's a karate oh. one i can't okay. remember what it is do you know what i'm talking about that is all 101 weapons for women that sounds right yes because That's i a think really good book it, i say did you buy a copy no because i was like well you know I, I don't think i need that many weapons i already have quite a few and it's already been covered on the site are they explicitly so- <laughs> for women though because they they are gender specific they do not translate oh they're not they're not uh, specific. I think a guy can kill you with lipstick, but it's it's more tailored stuff that like a woman, a woman might find cannot like use a handgun or yeah around the tampon store, a, like a pantyhose store. <laughs> yeah, like like I, a her gun. Doesn't it literally tell you to strangle someone with a bra? I feel like I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. There is a section that, like like that seems like a guy who's like God. Uh, I only have seventeen weapons for women. I got a whole fucking lot to go, and just started brainstorming and never threw out an idea what else yeah. do women have they have breasts kill a man with your breasts <laughs> now now that seems a little, you could, like, a little put more down. kill a man with the thing yeah. around your breasts that's what you do oh oh that's good strangle him back with your panties it. he'll hate that 18 83 to go no, I don't think that counts because men also have underwear and and arguably underwear that's much better for strangling someone with I think it's, I it's think true, so. but it would not get a karate master off as efficiently uh, unless. And well, I only wear edible panties. So like Ugh, you could eat your way out of my attack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Easily thwarted. Rookie but, mistake. Hey, right next to that, I ended up finding a karate for what was it? Or was it karate for girls? I think it's for it was dogs. Karate for yeah. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> karate plus anything is always great. I did not find any results for karate for dogs. Of all subjective things, I think karate might be one of the most debunked, like, modern sciences that, like, in the 70s, it was like, oh, yeah, karate, you use that, and then you can, like, beat people in a physical fight. And then, you know, it was like 1993, the UFC came out, and just, like, instantly, we're like, oh, no, that's just, it doesn't work at all. Right, like, I could have told and, you uh, that in fourth grade. Right, yeah, I, the first time I was in a fight, I tried karate, and it did not work the way it was advertised. Yeah, at all. But again, there's so much like cognitive dissonance. You're like, maybe I didn't do it right. Maybe I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's no way that leg flexibility is less important than I thought. This just cannot be. <laughs> right. I've based I my the full splits the whole fight and got totally fucked up. <laughs> yeah, weird that it's, it's better to just punch someone right in the throat. You wouldn't think that that would be the thing. It should be karate. Strangling people is the best. Strangling thing. with a bra. That's Strangling the, that's people the best move. in any way that you can is... is the best karate. Right, but... Uh, That's the name of my next book. Strangle People Any Way You Can. It's the Best Karate by Robert Brockway. 100 Ways to Strangle People for Women. <laughs> I do think I have a few copies of that book. Where something very close to it. But uh, what I do like... Why karate is insane is that 
it has been so debunked. And in order to like still maintain that as you're living, like if you want to teach people karate in a world where karate has been proven to be not that good at what it's supposed to be good at, like it, it takes a little bit of insanity and a little bit of delusion. And uh, there you go. And now, of course, there's like a trend. I, I did one of these on the site of books where you, you like do karate and don't even touch a motherfucker. You like you just like slap the air near him and like the karate magic will knock him out. Because Whoa. it's not that far just from like your regular karate. One of my favorite things is those like any YouTube video where they somehow miraculously believe their own bullshit enough to yeah. challenge somebody to a fight. And it just oh. or it's not even a fight. The, my favorite one is when he just challenges somebody to run at him full speed. And he's <laughs> yes. like, I will stop you. And he does not stop. <laughs> he just oh god, that sounds like something else. Loud down like a cow in front of a freight train, just obliterated into hamburger. There's uh, if you're talking about yellow bamboo, those are the guys they do like the the full on like Dragon Ball Z scream, and they go to like little workshops and, and retreats where where they learn this together. And I think there's some sort of a shared delusion. Like I think these people probably believe it's happening to them, where they run at a guy and he screams, and then they like fall down from the magic energy. But there's a video where the guy tries doing that and he has the woman shoot the magic energy right and he comes running at her and like somebody miscued everything and he just fucking runs her over yeah, when it goes and, wrong, it just and of course he knows ex yeah he knows exactly what he's done and he looks at her and he's like oh no i just fucking laid that girl out and he decides his his out is to pretend he's like like seizing from karate energy, so he starts like <laughs> flipping out. Like, like the, like the only way fish. through is to commit even harder. Yeah, even harder. The only thing I know is karate. <laughs> That's all I can yeah. use right now. Oh, it's so good! And the video is it's, it's this perfect little magic moment where you see him make that choice, where he looks up <laughs> at her perfectly loosened like karate seizure. Uh, uh, the powers are too great. <laughs> How would that even be helpful if someone could s still knock you over, but then afterwards they would have a seizure? Like, I guess you're both injured now, so that move is efficient <laughs> but somehow. But you're not debunked, right. but karate's still cool. You, you, you both take a hit. Your dignity takes a hit. She takes a literal <laughs> hit, a big one. But karate comes out unscathed. And that's, that's what matters in the end, I guess, is yeah. the karate. You're here to protect karate, not the other way around. It gave us Steven Seagal. Can't oh, be all God. bad. Man, I, I looked at that picture of Steven Seagal eating a carrot, and that really is a, like... Uh, every treasure. podcast should have yeah. a section where we just talk about Steven Seagal eating a carrot. If you didn't Google that last week, you should Google it. Just Google it again. Even if you did it, you've probably forgotten a little bit about it. You've forgotten how he's like kind of bowing with the carrot a little bit because he, he's so full of his own shit. That he has to like try to be either Zen or karate at all at all times, even while eating a carrot. So he's like kind of bowing with the carrot a little bit, kind of like channeling some good energy into the carrot. I don't. I really liked a conversation we had where I was trying to like make a joke about the carrot, and I was talking about like here Steven Seagal is East Pakistan's number one produce of the year, <laughs> and it was like such an obvious joke that Brockway was like. Well, yeah, if it isn't fucking exactly that, what else could it be? <laughs> I thought that was like a really funny reaction. It's like, yeah, clearly if these are people presenting their finest vegetables to Steven Seagal, but what's more important is why? What, what the fuck kind of gift is that? A carrot? I mean, you have to take a step through a couple levels to get there, but that is what happened. Like, Yeah, it has to be. He, he came there to like bless their crop. Because you're still going to bless your crop. 
And they were like, here is our biggest carrot. Because <laughs> it is like a really big carrot. Yeah, it is. Cause they it's pretty big. They didn't want to make him look, you know, fat. So they tried to find the biggest carrot they could. And then he started deep throating it. Oh, that's my favorite part. I'm looking at it right now. It's so good. Oh, this podcast is just Stephen Skull eating carrots from now on. God damn it. Did we fucking just go off on Stephen Skull eating carrots again? Yeah. And then the. It's the my fault. Of... I'm sorry. I yeah, brought it up. It's Liddy's fault. It's a recurring. We bit. never talked about Stephen Seagal until you came on. Oh, man. Sean, we have to commission a theme song for Stephen Seagal eating carrots. <laughs> I'm in. I, take whatever's in the budget, fucking <laughs> all of it. I sign it off. Oh, we have a problem. Yeah, you can do like a, a mini podcast within the podcast. That's an update on picture, the picture of Steven Seagal <laughs> eating the carrot. It'll be like still on the internet. Still on the internet. And that's it. Check that's in with Carrot Watch with Steven Seagal. <laughs> Every episode. Just see if he's <laughs> eaten any other carrots lately. Fans, you need, you need to hold us to this. Call us out if we don't. The end of the segment here. I'm going to talk about one article I wrote which was the Playgirl morning workout because... Uh, oh, yes. That was really good. We are talking about moisture. Oh, thank you. Brockway said that after... Um, he, he, he lays the articles out um, and he said there's 200 megabytes worth of uh, pulsing dick gifs in that, um, in that it article. It felt like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was yeah, really lagging that. my machine while I was writing. Nobody's, so you keep saying <laughs> that like somebody's going to be surprised, but everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, but right. Felt, I felt, only, I felt right. Only 200, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I pull out video clips and uh, GIFs don't like to be more than like 10 seconds long, but I just had, I couldn't cut anything. Like there's just always some frame of a dude like looking right into the camera and like trying to seduce me. And I'm like, we got to leave that in. And it, it, the camera work was really funny the way they perv out on these dudes where uh, like, like for example, in the, in the workout part of it, they were just like rubbing their erogenous zones. Like they're rubbing their ass and rubbing their boobs. And that was obviously not a great workout but just the way the camera work was like oh yeah Pre presumably simulating the female gaze uh and so uh, it's a little uncomfortable but also a terrible workout and oh, yeah. uh, i guess i found this like strange and notable for the site because uh this was like post aerobicize if you're familiar with aerobicize which was like um i think 1981 1982 where it was just sort of erotic art like set to fitness so like they, it was just like ladies like doing the splits into each other's like laps and the camera work was like, you know, bold artistic angles and, and just sort of slowly zooming out from like a butt. And it was so and much so work was... for so little payoff to try to masturbate before yeah. the internet. It was just, <laughs> yeah, really. But this was like, there was no pretense of workout. There's no, no one leading this workout. It was just like, it almost like a fetish sexual film, just not even disguised as a workout video. And there are so many workout videos that are like that from like that era that it, I've, I go because I've written about um, the horror movie workout, which is like clearly to masturbate to, too. Um, and it's like I, I found those on archive.org or whatever. And I'm like, man, nothing has made me happier to be born in this era than what they had to masturbate to before before the Internet, because like. They're so weird. I don't understand how you can get past the weirdness of it. Oh, I remember. I, I remember trying to masturbate before the internet. It did not go well. <laughs> it was it a lot of work. It was terrible. Yeah. There was just, there was chafing. There was book covers. I mean, 
Woods, Re- Woods rewinding. Porn. It seems like there would be a lot of rewinding. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. You'd rent uh, VHS tapes from the uh, from the store, and if if there was a titty in the movie, that part of the tape was always jacked oh, yeah. up because someone had been like going slow mo and rewinding and pausing. It didn't even have to be a titty. Just even if somebody like bent over. I remember renting Double Dragon, and there's a scene that is just so inappropriate where Alyssa Milano bends over and it just like dwells on her ass and then it cuts to everybody else's reaction as they're like, yes, that's an ass. Ooh, an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like, it glitched out so badly. Like the tracking failed. It just became abstract art. You couldn't even watch the movie. Like what, what happened? And now there? that guy can just, that guy can just go on the internet and Google like upskirt or like from the bottom of a porta potty. He could just, Look at the a camera set up in the bottom of porta potty all day long, and that's his day. Or just in an instant, in full high def, you could Google Alyssa Milano double dragon ass and just have it. That's true. You and could you just have see it all that time. scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's do that, everyone. Let's uh, let's all Google Alyssa Milano ass. You're gonna make me use my shotgun keyboard and ruin the whole podcast again. <laughs> I don't think you should. I, I guess the point I was trying to make is that I'm doing uh, it. This Playgirl morning workout (laughs) existed in a world where um, we didn't have to pretend, right? Like, you could just say, this is a Playgirl workout, wink, and then just honk groins the whole fucking time, right? Are you you still Googling Alyssa Milano? (laughs) Oh, I found it. I got it. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's not hard. You both are. It's not hard to find. (laughs) It's so much more obvious than I remember. It's just, it's just her ass in the air. Wow, yeah. How do you think like she felt about that? Like, do you think she was like, "Oh, this is great, yeah, do do a scene with my butt." I think that'd be really funny. Oh, somebody convinced it to a nice gift. Reluctant. I think she was like, "I'm getting paid a lot for this movie, so just do whatever. I'll I'll be gone in an hour, right?" (laughs) I guess so. You know, Alyssa Milano, uh, she sent me a cease and desist once because I made fun of her workout video. uh, Teen Steam. Teen Steam, yes. I uh, I did Teen Steam, I, I think. <laughs> it's I, I was doing, with the beginning of quarantine, like, I really, really hate exercising, but you do need to move to live, unfortunately. So I was, like, doing a bunch of, of 90s exercise videos. I think I said that already. But that was one of the ones I did, was that Teen Steam one. Teen Steam, got to let it out. I've gone ahead and dropped the GIF into the Discord. Oh, thank you. You can, you can all just take it. I me. really like... Um, she just I do wore, remember like, this. jean shorts, and someone was like that into this. She's it's a pretty conservative she look is at wearing, her butt, actually. Yeah, so and she's even got bike shorts under to sort of say like let's let's decrease got the huge mom <laughs> jean shorts and spandex, huge and, mom jean shorts, and like multicolored knee warmers. I don't know what the hell that object of clothing is supposed to be, <laughs> but there is like a, is there's like eight exposed inches of flesh. But they, to be fair, they have her bend over and zoom in. And then cut to oh, the, yeah. cut to both of our leads going, oh yeah. To be fair, I'm not not into it. I'm just I'm just saying that uh, they probably could have made that a little sexier if they wanted me as the audience to be like, oh, this is where the heroes are uncontrollably attracted to her ass. See, this is and really the first time I'm seeing it. It just tracked out of the screen and became a. You know what they could have done is added. They could have added Stevie Wonder's "Isn't She Lovely." <laughs> let the lyrics. I was going to say that that face that the guys are making. That's all they need to give the pervert. They don't need to. That's the "Isn't She Lovely" face. They should yep. both start singing it in the movie because if they can't get the rights before <laughs> right hum. before they chase her into the vent, <laughs> I don't know why that's uh that's the next scene of yeah. Them. Like, what's the goal there? Like, 
Oh, it's so one of them can be behind her so they can look at her butt more. And they're like, oh, I want to be behind her. No, I want to be behind her. And they're fighting over who gets to look at her butt more. I want to look at that guy from Party of Five, sweet waist flannel, shaking it in front of me. Is is that like amulet that he's wearing? I was just going to say, both those fellas have nice cans too. Yeah. I mean, he's covering it with that 90s. Oh, 90s. Was it 90s? Flannel. Yeah, the the default flannel. Oh, this has to be nice. Mark Tacosco should be fucking going crazy if he could see his butt the whole time. <laughs> that would be the, his number one choice. What is this movie? Because now I'm going to watch it because I'm seeing like this amulet that he has on and I'm like, I'm, I'm interested. Oh man, you've never <laughs> seen the Double Dragon movie. You're in for a treat. Oh, okay. You have Double to give Dragon. that a shot. I, I wrote about it early days of the site. So this is all, this all counts for our podcast. It'd be... Yeah, it would be true. crazy if we brought up an unrelated movie and we just started talking about the asses in it for like twenty minutes. But no, <laughs> we wrote about it for the site. But uh, to be fair, I only covered the fashion choices of Double Dragon. Nothing about the insane plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a good article. I don't remember that one it for some reason. Foundational. Thanks, I try. That's the kind of article. Yeah, you do, you do nice work. You're starting to get the hang of this comedy writing thing after doing my best. After, you know. It's been a few months. You've been doing this for a few months. I'm, I'm going to go back and read it for sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, the fashion choices, the fashion choices do look notable in this. Yeah, it, it only yeah, gets they're... crazier from there. These are the tamest fashion choices. She has taken off her full body uh, trench coat jumpsuit that is the color of those just wacky knee warming things. It's like urban camo. You know what? Urban I want that camo. jacket. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to duck out and just Google if I can buy that jacket. Okay, let's all take a break, uh, buy some Alyssa Milano jackets. I want to Google his pants, where it's like part shorts, part pants at the bottom. Actually, she probably just made those herself, never mind, now that I'm looking at them. no, Nobody has made that ever. You know, yeah. I think they actually did have that for a period in the early 90s. I think there was such a thing as double shorts, and I don't remember why. <laughs> Am I crazy? You remember like shorts that were also other shorts, right? I mean, fashion doesn't need a reason, Brockway. <laughs> I'm not sure I owned any. I did wear bike shorts like when I was in track because uh, the track shorts they gave us were, were too short and I didn't want my balls to come out while I was jumping and things. But well, what's the point? I then? don't remember. Well, yeah, it's I like know. It's like the that... only place you can do that anymore. <laughs> thanks to these fucking liberals. It would have been more of a spectator sport. It's a PC if had our balls coming out. <laughs> but I'm just saying I was in the market for exactly that product and i didn't see any so shorts that are like double shorts help shorts that are like double shorts (laughs) i would have bought some if they existed but no i had to wear shorts and then shorts on top of those shorts which doesn't feel like it it saved me any time or lost me any time honestly if you had double shorts i bet you'd get tangled up a bit in them yeah, I mean, I remember like skorts where it was a shirt, like jeans, jean shorts under a jean skirt or a jean skirt. So it's like you could be on the monkey bars and flip upside down and not everyone could see your underwear because that was a chronic problem that I had. So they made me wear skorts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> see, keeping you down. Nanny state, man. Yeah, that really was the man. Maybe, not they, maybe me they were show my underwear to everyone. Boy skorts. No, boy skorts doesn't really bring up what I'm looking for. Maybe I'm making all of this up. Double shorts, I think, is the most apt uh, description. <laughs> double Shorts that are double shorts. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of these 
boy scorps. Mysteries that need to be solved. I remember. Honestly, I think this was a really successful um, segment where we just talked about the site because we do have a pretty good website. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I love I mean, it. It's probably worth a couple bucks a month or something. I wouldn't pay much more than that for it, but. I'd probably pay 80 bucks. Do we let people pay 80 bucks? No, uh, that's too much. Oh, and that's a bargain. And when then whatever we make them pay, it's a bargain. Definitely. I would pay 80 bucks. That sounds like we should be making pay- people pay. I would bucks. pay that sounds correct to me. Five dollars, but I think that's what we ask from most people. So, so I think we're right on point. And, Did uh, you say twenty-five dollars? I can't hear you. Did you say twenty-five dollars? No, there is a twenty-dollar tier. I, we pay. We have a five-dollar tier, and that's uh, that's my favorite <laughs> tier. Everybody, this is our first sales pitch. I think it's going really well. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason. I, I saw today that Rolling Stone. Uh, this is. Have you seen this? Have you seen this in the news? This is hot news. You seen have this, you seen everybody? This? You seen this one? You seen this? So they're now they want thought leaders to pay them two thousand dollars to write an article for the magazine, which is just it's just fucking amazing. Is that, that like, is that they're not phrase, even pretending anymore? Is that not some? Did they not make up what what the fuck is a thought leader? What does that mean? Is that an idiot? Yeah, how do you is that like a, a really a fancy term for title. an idiot? I, I, yeah, absolutely. It I is think a that's super like sarcastic generally... burn for an idiot. I am going to call people yeah. thought leaders now when they do something real stupid. It I sounds good like talk a about like right wing people. Like if you're talking about like Joe Rogan or like Dave Rubin or one of those guys, it's like just sort of talks all day about like why Nazis are fine. Like that's what they call that's a, a thought fucking leader. thought leader like, right there. That's a thought leader. They're like they think about shit so hard. It like good job thought leader making sense. It's like one. It's very close to the puppet master from Batman, the Thought Leader. It sounds like <laughs> a little bit the villain name. But yeah, Rolling. There was Stone. a puppet master in Batman. Yeah, I think so. And I'm thinking of the cartoon. I think there was a puppet master, and he was he was like a little puppet. I might be remembering. It's like a ventriloquist. Sure. I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's like the a little ventriloquist, ventriloquist dummy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. There was the ventriloquist. There was a Fantastic Four fought a puppet master. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. It was Alicia Masters' dad. Remember, there was, we did the Dennis Miller gags, and Dennis Miller made a, an Alicia Masters joke, and I was like, "What? That sounds so fucking familiar." And now, listen to me, just talking about Alicia Masters all day long. You can't, you can't bring us back to Dennis Miller. This is going to be a five. Oh my god, we're going to be here all day if no. we start talking about Dennis Miller. <laughs> You're not allowed uh, to. I do. We are allowed to talk about take the Rolling Stone break. thing, though. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the Rolling Stone thing because I think this is going to sound crazy. I don't think. You should pay Rolling Stones two thousand dollars to to write an article. Just to for be them. clear, just a, in case anybody just to be that, clear, they do not pay you two thousand dollars. <laughs> you right. pay them two thousand dollars, and they will publish almost. To be fair, they say almost whatever crap you give them if you pay the two thousand dollars. And the crazy thing about that is, it's a yearly fee. <laughs> it's an annual. It's like a battle pass yes. to Rolling Stone. Oh my god! As okay. a writer, and you do. How many times do you get to write for them? You just what get a to, treat that would that's be. That's it. You just get to like write for them and they'll publish whatever bullshit you put out. And like monthly, presumably? Like how many people could possibly take them up on this to make more than, I don't know, to like fill a, magazine. a good boat like, salesman? Say they just did a, say they just did like a sidebar each, like a hundred pages in Rolling Stone. If you filled all of those with just amateur bullshit like classified style, like columns. That's, uh, I mean, it would sixty grand, six hundred grand. Yeah, tops. It's making them a few hundred thousand dollars. And is that that is it that bad? Where you're like, 
You're like a house. You know what? You're the integrity of my magazine. Like I don't care. I'll for a few hundred thousand dollars, my magazine now has like no integrity at all. Because right, right. pretty sold. much anyone can publish in it now. Yeah, you like sold you... sixty years of integrity for that, and it's gone immediately. Even if Nothing. you walk it back, it's done. You, it's done. It's yeah, over. it's done. You're worse than the Huffington Post now because people know you have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I hate you, that um, so much. Held a gun. If you held a gun to four plumbers' heads and said, give us your money this year, it would be both the same amount of ethics and the same amount of money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just such a modest income stream to be doing this. <laughs> it's, I'm tempted to just take up like a Kickstarter, kickstart me to get on Rolling Stone, and I will bring them to their knees. <laughs> They'll be obliged <laughs> to publish it's... something from me. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I can afford two grand a year. I, I think we should do it. See, it worked on us. <laughs> let's let's oh, split no. it and then just just ruin it. But are we thought well, leaders? I'm, That's I, what we have to easily. ask ourselves. I'm pretty fucking I stupid. I could be a thought leader. leader. I've done a lot uh-huh. of stupid I, shit. I was about to say the exact word for word the exact same thing <laughs> about you. Uh, great thoughts lead alike. <laughs> it just that it sucks so bad. It makes me so angry because it's already such a so much gatekeeping and writing where it's like it's so much easier to be a writer if you're just a regular rich person and you can kind of get anything made. Like you know you can Tommy Wiseau yourself a, a movie or whatever. And then for Rolling Stone to like really lean into that and just be like anybody give me two thousand dollars and you can publish in my magazine is just so fucking shitty. I mean, I don't want to get into like any accounting specifics or any personal information here, but we pay you negative 3,000 times what Rolling Stone, <laughs> I don't know. There's no way to quantify it. It's amazing. Per word, it's, uh, we pay way more than that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I'm very I don't fortunate. know how long it takes for you to do the articles, but like uh, per word, we pay a competitive rate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come to us, everybody. We than... pay negative 3,000 times the amount that Rolling Stone does. <laughs> Well, like, that was what was so cool about Cracked, too, right? It was it gave people an opportunity to, like, sneak in. People like me who are just, like, from the Midwest, who I was never intending to be, or, like, a writer, to, like, sneak in and actually, like, make money writing. And now you guys pay me money to write, even though, like, I'm never fucking moving to L.A. I'm never fucking moving to New York. That's just not my uh, place. And I can still be a writer because you guys have given me a place to write. So... Thank you so much for that. Because otherwise, I literally probably would not. I, I mean, I'd still be writing, but I wouldn't be doing comedy. And I love doing comedy, but like, I'm never getting on a stage to do it. So this is my outlet for writing. So you're not moving to LA for the hot dog headquarters, is what you're saying? If you opened a hot dog headquarters, I might move to LA when the headquarters opens. Right. If I get the biggest office, it You've has got to be bigger price. than either of you guys' office. That's my 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 caveat. Mm-hmm. Sell out, full sell out. <laughs> I like how Rolling Stone like, like sell out isn't even the like appropriate anymore. Like that's not selling out. That's just like, like blowing up the fucking industry that that existed. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's not like you're looking into a magazine and saying like, okay, I, I have this information, and then I see these ads. It's like you pick up a magazine and it's just ads, and even the stuff that isn't ads is is very much an ad. It's for now whatever paid this for. thought leader, it's some idiot paid. Yeah, it's, it's like burning down your fucking house and, and selling tickets to it for two thousand dollars, and then like the dumbest suckers in the world, just a bunch of terrible arsonists, show up, and you're like, ah, I made six grand, burn house. 
Right, and how much, how much have you paid though, for that house? One nine hundred hot dog could be in Rolling Stone. We just have to, you know, kickstart that two grand, and we could quickly get into Rolling Stone that way. That's great. God, I don't we, think I ever wrote for Rolling Stone. We would so be would the be... best part, hands down, of modern day Rolling Stone. That's... Yeah, I'm back around to that idea. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we should find more modest fees to just ruin a joint. There's got to be more places that are like, yeah, we'll let you do whatever for two grand. I, got, I, I don't think a local bar would offer me that deal. I don't think they'd be like, yeah, do whatever for two grand. It's fine. I don't think you could buy a billboard not, for two grand. Not for a yearly pass. I couldn't go to a local dive bar and pay them $2,000 to just come in and fuck up their bar whenever I want for a whole year. <laughs> but I could do it to you Rolling think if you Stone. Went to a cons- if you went to a construction site and you said, hey, guys, here's two grand. I'm just going to fuck around in the cement mixer for a little while. Do you think... Uh, you think they might let you? Maybe, but for a I'm year? I'm going to try that for my husband's next birthday. That sounds amazing. <laughs> for an annual pass? Yeah. No. You're priced out of almost anything. No. <laughs> but like, like back in the day, I've written for uh, magazines like Rolling Stone, like I've written for Playboy and Maxim and FHM and, and magazines, I guess, at sort of that level of publication power. And generally, the, the amount I would get for, for a page would be something like 1000 to 3000 bucks. And obviously, uh, as the media struggles, like that's going to be less. But it's impossible to me that with a, a subscription rate and like a cover price, they can't pay their writers like more than zero dollars. Like that seems really fucked up. Yeah. Should have never made anywhere near as much as you. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to ask. Like, like remember Sex in the City? That show. That lady lived on a fucking what monthly column. <laughs> yes. Well. And that wasn't. The Crazy. occasional like Vogue article too. She wrote she wrote one monthly column, and then every once in a while she would like write a, an article for Vogue. And she says on the show that Vogue pays her five dollars a word. Like five dollars a word, right? Yeah, that's and I remember still not as, enough as to a writer, I was thinking like yeah. on a monthly column. No, unless that was like unless she's writing those fucking in depth, just absolute expose pieces, laying out an industry that are ten thousand words, which I don't think no. was her character. No, she was pretty much writing about whatever her friends were doing that week. So it probably mm-hmm. took her like two hours to bang out those articles. Right. But then Most you don't I... count the reaches. She had, a, she had to bang like nine dudes to do the research. That is true. <laughs> and, and apparently pay them. And, you know, that's a comp. You can get that yeah. comped if it's for work. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet she wrote off all of her shoes on her taxes. Oh, for sure. And her, all of her makeup and her hair. Especially if the guy was into them. That's, that's a double write-off right there. Yeah, If definitely. the guy comes in your shoes, you can write that off. You can off write both taxes. off. Let me make a note of that. Hang on. <laughs> One last thing. It's like $5 a word is obviously absurd in like today's like writer money. Oh, yeah. The idea of sending someone off to like go to Iraq and like entrench with the troops and like come back and write like a three-page article about that. Like... You'll just not, you just won't see that journalism anymore unless it's someone like doing it as a, as a passion project. And so, I don't know, you're, we're going to end up in a world of not just like fucking dingbats writing sex columns, but like some asshole on Instagram paying to be part of Rolling Stone just saying, you know, here's, buy my fucking weather app, whatever the fuck they, they get out of that. You know what I mean? Were you literally refer- referencing Robert Evans in that example? Yeah, like Robert Evans does this type of reporting that uh, I just don't... He literally paid to fly 
to Iraq to write about it. Like he funded all that himself. I believe with his book money, he got a book deal and then he paid to go to Iraq to get shot at and write about it. Oh, I have such an easy job. It could be so hard to be a writer. <laughs> He's a very clever and industrious man. And so he, he finds ways to get profit streams out of that. And so what, he'll work while he's there or he'll, he'll write about it and make money doing it or do a podcast about it. That type of hustle is like a gift he has that a lot of people don't. And I so if you don't. just want someone who's... <laughs> right. It's not yeah. my skill set either. But like if someone wants to just do an academic study on something and it costs money, like, oh, I just can't do it. And that's probably bad for the world. Or like the only people that can do it are people that are born very, very rich already. And then that gives you one, you know, monosyllabic uh, view of the world that people are writing sure. from, which is like, yeah. I was born rich enough to be a writer, which kind of like feels to me like what's happening with a lot of like comedy TV shows for the last decade or so, where it's like all of the writers graduated from Harvard or whatever. Right. So or they're usually from just one parents very... that are in Hollywood. That happens quite a bit yeah it's it all sounds the same in like a way that i don't don't enjoy follow me on twitter <laughs> uh at, at you know lydia on twitter i tweet funny things i guess sometimes mostly funny things <laughs> yeah Great, i'm that's sold the plug. yeah that, that's all i need i've been told that i'm not good at selling myself <laughs> Listen, I follow several dogs. I am an easy sell. Oh, God. Yeah, if only I were a small dog, I would be so successful on Twitter. <sighs> Before we go, I do want to do a Sean Baby's book game. You know what time it is. Book game. Sean Baby's book game. We're going to uh, pick a page between 1 and 95 of a book called 101... Hamburger jokes. Meaty jokes Ooh. to be devoured with relish. <laughs> These are <laughs> jokes about hamburgers. An wait, entire wait, well, book. I'm sorry. I, I laughed. I disrupted it. Read the title again. Total silence. 101 hamburger jokes. Meaty jokes to be devoured with relish. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it through the title. <laughs> Relished. Uh, very... <laughs> <laughs> Very earnest and sincere joke book. So, Liddy, as um, as our guest and new regular columnist, you pick between 1 and 95, and I'm going to give you the joke, the setup, and you're going to try to guess the punchline. Okay. I'm ready. I think I can do it. Okay. So, any number between 1 and 95. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody usually goes for, like, 69, so I'm not going to do sure. that. I'm going to go... Okay. I'm just going to go for lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. All right. Fate is an important part of the Shambay's book game. Why does Farrah Fawcett Majors love hamburgers? Farrah Fawcett Farrah? Majors love hamburgers. If you're not familiar with Farrah Fawcett, she was a 76 symbol, and this was written during no, of the time course I know who she married is. to I didn't Lee Majors. Oh, the okay, Lee Majors. Yeah, the, I was like, why is she Farrah Fawcett Majors? Um, <laughs> why does she like hamburgers? Because they're delicious. I'm going to go with, it's a kid's joke book. It's going to be one of mm -hmm. those jokes that's just like, it's an obvious thing that they are saying, you know? Okay. It's a, it's a good tactic, but a flawed premise because I'm not sure this joke was in, this joke book was intended for children. I think. Do I get uh, to steal? The, the punchline is, who knows? 
but we just wanted to mention her name. I, well, I, I already what? fucked it up if you were going to try to steal. But yes, that's a good, uh, it's a good point. Wait, what was uh, the punchline? <laughs> who knows? But who knows? we just wanted to mention her name. They just, the, the, the writer of this that? book is, they're so fascinated by Farrah Fawcett Majors existing. They're just like, dude, I'm going to say her name and bust a nut right here while I'm typing. <laughs> that's not, do you get off on her name? What? I don't, you want that name recognition just somewhere in the middle of your hamburger joke book. Like, yeah. that's how you Holy sell hamburger shit. joke setting, books. Talk about setting a tone. This is. Yeah. I cannot Very relate at all to book. this madness. I Very have, strange. I have no life preserver in this sea of lunacy. Yeah. When you buy so, a hamburger joke now, book, you are expecting a certain amount of Farrah Fawcett in it. And they just had to throw <laughs> it in there. Yeah. I was going to go with, like, like, the you... Burgonic Man or something stupid. But that's. Ooh, so... That's better. <laughs> that's good. So, uh,. Brockway, it's your choice, and then if you fuck it up, Lydia, you can steal, starting now in this game. Ha-ha! I couldn't. All right. Uh, well, it's too good and you for her, but it's not too good for me. I'm going for 69. <laughs> okay. What happened when the meat patty saw the seeded roll? Uh, said, I want to get my juices on you. I do like that. That's very <laughs> sexy, but it's not, it's not right. Lydia, do you have any thoughts? I think what happened that, when the meat patty saw the seeded roll? God, I feel like the key to it is the word seeded. It's got to be. You know, it's got to be a play off of seeded. Because mm-hmm. that's, they wouldn't mention it otherwise. They would just say roll. Something sesame. Um, you look pretty good sesame. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's that. I'm stealing the thing Brockway said. <laughs> oh, fuck. I it's forgot not about exactly steal. right. <laughs> You're just throwing away your chances. Oh, damn it. I forgot that you <laughs> The actual punchline is, it, it was love at first sight. Poppy love. And then after poppy is parenthetical seed. So it was love at first sight, poppy seed love. That's, just, that's I, bullshit. <laughs> I'm discovering a a that I am really bun. good at hamburger jokes. You, this is just like, right off the cuff, it was so much better than this book's hamburger joke. That was a bullshit joke. <laughs> that was an one. insanely long walk with a stretch at the end. Just to get to a bad pun about puppy love, which wasn't the topic being discussed. Yeah. Uh, my next column is going to be hamburger jokes. All right. I, I found my calling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Lydia, your first choice. Um, I'm going to say 22. Uh, this is actually, uh, we're going to have to pick again, but this just says meaty television shows, prime time only. Meaty Mouse, Meet the Press, with an A, The Lucille Meatball Show, My Three Buns, I Love Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you you I Love us. Juicy Rules! <laughs> I forgive, I forgive everything. <laughs> I Love Juicy. Uh, oh, that's so great. That's a porno. That is absolutely oh, really good. Is one of them uh, Leave It to Burger? The, it's not in here, but that would be... <sighs> We rate it home in this. That would, that would be better uh, than any of those options. Yeah. Next one is Gristly Adams. It's a terrible one. What? He hoss meat. Very, very strange. Wait, what? He hoss meat? meat. Like, you know, like horse meat. Like horse meat in burgers? Like, you know how you eat horse You know how you eat horse meat? What? Is it like in a, a hamburger? Play, is it like a play on he has meat? <laughs> he haw. It's a play on he haw. Uh, but there's no other words after he haw, so it. Doesn't right. work at all on any level. It could have been, but but it could have been he hamburger. Right? Why well, is it like it's not good? It but meat. like it that at least has a logic to it. 
Ah, this is such lunacy. This is such lunacy. lunacy. All right, so Lydia, pick again, please. And Uh, less insane this time, please. Oh, gosh. That's the wavelength that I'm on is just so crazy. It's difficult. Um, I'm going to (laughs) say, what was the highest you could go? What was it, 125? 95. 95. Okay, 94. Okay. Okay. This is the hamburger IQ test. And then it ends with the end parentheses. Uh, so that's just got a typo in this book. Interesting. <laughs> what? The I'm hamburger not is <laughs> the hamburger is called a fast food because a it runs the mile in under four minutes. B if the onions are raw, it quickly moves you to tears. Or C it wins every track meat. And of course, meat is spelled with an A. Oh yeah, the track meat thing. I think. <clears throat> okay, uh, Brockway, do you have a, a guess? I think there's. Another option. Uh, don't I don't have a guess as to what it is. It would be D. Uh, hamburgers or horse brain food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is uh, unprecedented uh, precognitive skills and victory for Robert Brockway because Whoa. it says, "Note: If you answered each question, you are a real meatball. For your misinformation, the correct answer to each question is D, and there is no D answer. It's just." <laughs> So anything, D is the right anything I filled in. Literally anything. Right? And you said the you said D, and then whatever you said after that didn't matter because you were already right. Oh, damn. Amazing. I'm going to be the one person who loses this oh game to Brockway. <laughs> You're going to invite it, me it back happened. so that Brockway can win again. <laughs> is it over? Are we still going? It's over. That's the game. We can't. Oh, yes. The idea of someone getting. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. I would like to so thank Jesus. I would, li- I would like to thank my wife. We did it, baby. We did it. I, I couldn't have done this without you. Oh, my God. You know, I thought I'm... if I go on this, I cannot lose to Brockway. I can't be the first one to lose. And I, Fuck I'm you. Dead. Eat shit. You're dead. <laughs> I am not a good winner. I'm going to go run around the block. <laughs> this is a dark side of Brockway that we're seeing. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh, I've been so long in this hole. Oh, Congratulations. <laughs> and it, to make matters worse, Lydia, I, I hate to pile this on. Oh, no. But the book says if you answered the question, you are a real meatball. Like, oh, you're simply a fucking meatball. By, simply God. by engaging in A, B, or C, That's clinically not, a meatball. I, I'm really mad at this book because you can't, you can't give me a series of answers and then make fun of me for choosing one. Yes, I, we is, can. I am so good at burgers, everybody. <laughs> it is exactly what happened, though. And I didn't make the rules. I'm just the hamburger messenger. I was raised in a system that taught me this is how I should act. And, and that's you know system is broken. Hamburgers is the only law. <laughs> oh, I thought I knew hamburgers and they betrayed me. <laughs> God. I think we're probably going to go out on hamburgers is the only law. But I want to thank you for, for being here. And we, we, we did our plugs. Please uh, read everybody's columns. Visit our Twitters. Uh, Join the, the site if somehow you're listening to this and are not. Uh, leave a review. Yeah. Do do something. Oh, yeah. that you re- Review the podcast. That's great. That's great for us. Right. People do that. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Yeah. The craft is nitrat is
This DogZone 9000 was made possible by contributions from Hot Dog Supremes like Lane Haygood, Benjamin Siranen, Dr. Awkward, Yosarian, Josh S., Zachary Evans, Adrian Hispel, Aiden Moak, Brianne Whitney, Josh Fabian, Armando Nava, Lyman, Toastiga, Neil Schaefer, Doug Redmond, Jaber al David Forna, Mike Stiles, Eric Spalding, the artist formerly known as Devin, Hawk, Neil Bailey, Micah Phillips, Yanis Ioannidis, Holly Poisuo, John McCann, Nick H., Matt Riley, Rhea, Rich Jocelyn, Ken Paisley, Timmy Leahy, Dean Costello, Three Finger Louie, Nick Ralston, The Darfan, Jamie Gordon, and Joe.